hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about the Build Something Weekly newsletter. It is weekly, it is free, and you will get tips, tricks, and tools delivered directly to your mailbox. I will recap the current week's episode and all of the takeaways. I'll give you a top story, content I wrote, and then some recommendation that I've been using that I think you should check out. So it is free. It is weekly. It's over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Go ahead and sign up over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 190 of How I Built It. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee, Text Expander, and iThemes, who you'll hear about later in the show. Now, Lately on this show, we've been focusing on big picture stuff, but it's really the small changes that make a big difference. Proof of that is Bud Krause. He was trying to grow his newsletter and got nowhere until he made a small change that grew it over 1,000 people in one year. Bud spills his secrets in this episode and tells you how you can do it too. We'll get into that in a minute, but first, a word from our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. Upgrade your morning with Yes Please. This fantastic coffee subscription will send freshly roasted beans to your door with no fuss. Pick your size and how often you need beans and they'll ship you a unique blend of expertly sourced and roasted coffee beans. I've been drinking Yes Please Coffee for a few weeks now and I have been loving it. Each week, I get to try a new blend of flavors that helps me mix up my mornings. And the best part is I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go to some new roaster's website, look at all the flavors, wonder if I'm actually going to like it or not, and then finally order. Every week, Yes Please just sends me coffee and it's new and different and delicious. Each shipment even comes with an info card about the beans and some other information like reading lists and extra stuff that I just enjoy getting in the mail with my coffee. So if you're ready to upgrade your mornings with unique blends of coffee beans, sign up today. Head over to howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code H-I-B-I for $5 off your subscription. And don't worry, If you're going on vacation or you have a little too much some weeks, you can skip shipments or cancel anytime. Again, upgrade your mornings with coffee, great coffee, from Yes Please at howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code H-I-B-I for $5 off. Fantastic, delicious coffee beans shipped right to you. And now back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that today? My guest is Bud Krause. He is the chief education officer at Joy of WP, and we're going to 
talk about, we're going to be talking about uh, how Bud grew his email list by over a thousand subscribers in one short year. Bud, how are you today? I'm doing great, Joe. Tremendous. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. I'm really glad uh, that we connected and you you talked about this because I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of people struggle with growing their email list and it's such a valuable tool for anybody running their own business. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, you are the chief education officer at Joy of WP. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and, and what exactly that entails? What do you do? Well, at heart, I'm an instructor. So I, at my site, joyofwp.com, you can go there and really learn WordPress for free. I have over 50 videos there, and uh, they're organized in two different courses. And I also do site development, too. I usually work on small sites for individuals, businesses, small organizations. That's my kind of thing. Nice. Very nice. So you do a little bit of the the doing, and then you do a bunch of the teaching. That's right. Great. And... um. What made you want to get into, uh, you said you're an educator at heart. What made you start creating these uh, these videos? Um, did you teach in the classroom at first or did you always just start with creating videos? Well, I've been teaching, you know, web design in, you know, in 1999 I started. So it wow. was way back. Yeah. Uh, I, I sort of, um, in the very beginning, you know, I, I never realized we would be where we are in all this time. And then, it, you know, I did gravitate to WordPress. And um, so I stopped with the HTML and CSS as far as training goes. But um, so, and over time I was doing less and less in class. So I started and I started doing things online and I was going to be teaching online and then it just didn't really kind of work out. So I decided, hey, I really have a great material. I have a great way of doing it. Why don't I just put this all online? And then I thought, well, that's really ridiculous. This is what you get paid for. And therein is really the beginning of the story. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, so, no, 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 no problem. So let's just let's just stop there for a minute. Right. Because Joy of WP, you're self-employed. Right. And Joy of WP is right. your business. Right. And so you started putting out these. These are free WordPress courses, um, but there's some way that you need to pay the bills. Right. Yeah, so because it, it was it was sort of very counterintuitive, but I sort of used the WordPress model. In other words, mm -hmm. give as much stuff away as you can for free. If, if we were baking a cake, give away the cake, but charge for the icing. Gotcha, gotcha. So that was my. I just looked at the WordPress model. How did Matt Mullenweg do it? How did how does everybody do it? They give away, they give away, they give away, but they charge at a certain point, and that's what I had, had to learn how to do. And I had to learn also, you know, I could give away content, but I wanted people to subscribe to my newsletter because that would be my way to keep in touch with people and for people at least to see on a weekly basis my name, my company, what I do. But how was I going to make all that work? That was really the question. And I finally figured it out. And that's what I'm here to share today. Yeah, so so this is great, right? Because I think you touched on already a couple of important points. Building your mailing list is a way to stay in front of people, even if they're not ready to buy, right? They see your name, they see what you're doing, and then when they are ready, you forged that relationship. So I did have a whole episode with uh, Angel Marie from ConvertKit about the importance of list building. So I'll link to that episode in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. 
But but what you're going to give us is a bit of practical knowledge and experience because building my subscriber list is something that I've really struggled to do. So let's start with uh, what you were doing that wasn't working. So what wasn't working? Well, I was doing everything that everybody does that doesn't work, which was, you know, you just put on a form on your website and say, subscribe to my newsletter. Now, come on. No (laughs) one needs another email, right? No, that's just not going to work. You're going to have to, you know, email, somebody's email is like money, okay? You're going to have to give them something of value in order for them to give you that coveted email address. And that's where all the the, the two courses and the 50 videos came in. I said, well, this is going to be a value. So I sort of did it like I will show you five or six videos. And if you like and you want to go on, you're going to have to give me your email. But here's what I did wrong. I wasn't aggressive enough. I wasn't forceful enough in getting them to subscribe. So I actually gave them an option in order to see all the videos. I gave them an option, yes or no, to subscribe to my email big mistake because I tr- it turned out about 40% of everybody who wanted access to other videos, they didn't want my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Well, that was defeating the whole purpose. You know, that was defeating the reason why I created all these videos. So I got smart. One day I woke up and I go, okay, I'm going to force you to t- to give me your email address. So out went the no option and the yes option was pre-selected. And then there was a very big highlighted, you know, text that says you are going to get access to all this good stuff, but you're going to also be taking my newsletter. And if you don't like it, you know, you can unsubscribe. It's easy. I use MailChimp, all that kind of stuff. And it worked. And of course it worked because you get a hundred percent, right? There's no more option to say, no, they must take the newsletter in order to get access to the content. So yeah. here's the little so trade wait, uh, secret. So, I'm, oh, so hold on. Oh, wait. Get to that. Oh, wait, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves now. Um, All right. No, I, but so I do want to, I, I want to kind of parse this out a little bit, right? For those who, okay. who might've been half listening and then you said something that really struck a chord with them. You were offering some of these videos completely for free. And then you basically said, in order to proceed, I would like you to sign up for my newsletter, but you don't have to. Uh, That's right. And and some might argue, right? I've had my brother's friends and stuff like that. They've told me that they think the pop-up on my website is stupid and they hate it. And to them, I say, that works. I am providing value for my content I'm giving them bonus stuff for signing up to my newsletter. I need them to sign up for my newsletter if I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. So, right. and it sounds like you came to the same conclusion. You, Like you said, an email address is basically money these days. And mm-hmm. if people are going to consume the content that you've put a ton of work into, they need to give up their email address. I think that's a perfectly reasonable approach. And it sounds like the people who signed up did too. Yeah. And of course, you know, what happened is, uh, you know, I branded the email as uh, uh, the WordPress Big Three. I told them it comes out almost every Sunday, three ideas that they could use for their website to improve their website or learn about SEO or whatever. I thought that the general sort of newbie, new user to the experience of using WordPress, what they could use. And 
it turned, and then I started thinking like, well, you know, what am I building this list for? You know, mm. you've got to think of that and you're going to try to monetize, right? Of course. So maybe, um, you would, uh, give away, and I've tried this in varying degrees of success and failure. I'm still working on it. Um, uh, private training. So if you want some private training, that's what's going to cost you. Or maybe I'll give you a discount to review your site. Or I've, So I've done different kinds of things, like I say, in varying degrees of success. Now, one thing I did this year with the mailing list is to do a free webinar on website security. I have found that the more people I can get myself in front of, the more likely it is somebody's going to say, hey, would you work on our website? So that's the key. And, and in this era where you really can't get out and get in front of people, in front of groups, this is about the best thing. This is the only thing you can do. One thing I want to just say in general is that when you build your mailing list, you've got to start thinking of the why am I doing this? What am I going to do? And whatever it is that you're telling people you're going to do, you've got to deliver. So if you say, I'm going to do an email once a month, You've got to do that once a month. Okay, that's just get in the habit of doing it, whatever it is, so people can start to expect it and you build a following. And it's just funny. I, you know, I sort of call them groupies that, you know, they email me back or they ask questions. This is exactly what you want, that whole engagement factor with your audience. So it's, 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 a, it's a work in progress, but it's really cool to see that the idea worked. Today's episode is brought to you by Smile and their product, Text Expander. Save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. You know I'm all about automation, and Text Expander is a great way to get started with automation. It allows you to create your own snippets for repetitive text you tend to use everywhere. Add the text, create a snippet, and boom, save precious time and keystrokes. One of my favorite snippets is for my address. So instead of typing out my full address and risking typos, I simply type dollar sign A-D-D-R and Text Expander does the rest, filling in my full address for me. I also have snippets for my street, my city, and my zip code. But that's not all Text Expander does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is when I type PPT. That will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it to plain text. So I'm no longer fighting formatting when I copy from a Word document, a Google Doc, or a plain HTML page, like a website. I also use it for common links, email messages, which I can completely customize with fill-ins and drop-down menus, and even date calculations. I'm currently writing a book, and Text Expander has been instrumental with that. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad, so pretty much anywhere you do computing. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or automation in general, now's the time. As a listener, you can get 20% off your first year. Just visit textexpander.com podcast and let them know how I built it sent to you. That's textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. And now back to the show. I think that understanding why you're starting your mailing list should really 
start with the lead magnet, right? Because, you know, I've done, I've done things in the past to build my mailing list. I've joined giveaways where maybe I gave away my course to somebody else's list, or I gave away a set of books that I really liked that built my list. But those were all bad leads, essentially. People only signed up for the free stuff, and then they right. were never going to become a customer because they wanted the free stuff without really knowing, liking, and trusting me. But my uh, podcast workbook lead generator is great. People sign up for that. I send them weekly tips on podcasting and stories and content I've written, and they stick around. I actually, my newsletter that went out this week, I had uh, like a a 30% open rate and like a 10% click rate, which is generally good for me. And zero unsubscribes. So Mm -hmm. starting with the why means that you're getting the leads that, uh, or you're getting the email addresses of people who actually care about what you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and I'm also eventually going to try to build a paid course. Very inexpensive. Uh, I don't really want to say yet what it is, but I don't think there's a lot of it out there, and I think there's a need for it. And... um, uh, um, I'm going to try that. Now, one thing I did try, and it was very successful, actually, with the with the list that I built, was just at the beginning of the pandemic, I said, hey, I know everybody's sort of, you know, st- stuck in front of their computers and they're starting to work on their websites and stuff. I will give you an hour of free consultation time or whatever. Just get in touch with me. It was overwhelming. I mean, I was slammed with all kinds of – and not only that, so you say, well, again, free – I got paid customers out of that. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't even expect it. So that's the kind of thing, you know, that email list is gold. I mean, show me a business that's got zero on their on their email list. They have no subscribers, and I will show you a struggling business. Show me a business that's got thousands of subscribers, and I will show you a successful business. It's just that simple. What isn't simple is the strategy to bring in the qualified leads. Use your website as the lead generator. How do you go about doing that so that you'll get them to sign up? I mean, that's, you know, that's, and like in my case, it was, you know, building content that people would want to see. And then they would subscribe. So, of course, from my standpoint, and this is not really related, but a little side note, which is I get a lot of, what's very gratifying is I get a lot of people coming back to the site over and over and over again to see the videos. So that tells me it's good stuff. (laughs) Um, I I really get gratified when I see somebody, you know, a hundred times, I either think they don't know what the heck I'm talking about or they really (laughs) like it. And from all over the world, it's really, it's really cool. So it's very gratifying to also to know that your voice has been heard around the world. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, that's, that's really, somebody actually told me that they, I was talking and they recognized my voice either from the podcast or from courses I've done, which is like wild. And I'm so sorry that my voice is ingrained in their head that much, but um, it was, I mean, it's, it's very rewarding. I love hearing stuff like that. Um, Sure. So, uh, so let's talk about, let's ask the title question here. How did you build it? So you mentioned MailChimp. Um, right. I'm really curious as to how you quote unquote paywalled these videos, right? Um, so uh, people could watch a couple for free, then they sign up and then they get access to the other ones, right? Yeah, but they don't, 
um, they th- there's no pay videos as of the moment. Right. So, Sorry. I, when I say paywall, I, I really mean like how do you secure the videos for only people who sign okay. up? Yeah. I used the plugin Restrict Content. Nice. So that was the way that they get access to. I mean, it's all sort of like built with like band aids, right? Yeah. I use a learning dash, a learn dash for the LMS, and there's another plugin that's like a companion to it called Uncanny Toolkit, which mm-hmm. extends what L- what learning what learn dash does. And then I have the restrict content plugin. Uh, right now, though, I'm sort of retooling everything to make it a little more sophisticated. And to start build the whole idea of my account and things like that. Because I want people to log in, see their account, see what courses are free, and then see what's coming that's going to be paid. Just mm-hmm. to get them used to the fact that, you know, there's going to be paid courses eventually. Not a lot because it's so hard to do this. I mean, if I can do one, it would be a miracle at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, it's, it's a ton of work, know, right? Sure it is. Yeah. I mean, people don't understand, and you certainly do, better than most, the amount of planning and preparation and work it takes to build an online class. I mean, it's, and, and especially knowing that it's not ever, most of this stuff can't be evergreen as much as we would like it to be as course developers. You you can't, it's, things are going to, if you're doing anything with, with WordPress and Gutenberg, good luck. I mean, I'm holding off now because I know huge changes are coming in six months. So why should I, even though my videos are getting dated, I under it's just nuts to start redoing everything now. This is just not the time to do it. So yeah. I don't know when will be the time, but I'm hoping after five six that we can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's really interesting. So one more uh, clarifying question here is: um, so when people sign up, they're actually right. being made a user on your website, right? And then is it like correct? Okay, so people, yeah, but they yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. They don't have any. They don't have any specific. You know, usually we now expect, you know, my my account and stuff like that. They don't really have a page like that now. They're just reader. They log, they sign up, they log in, and then they go to a page that has a listing of all the videos on the site. Gotcha. Um, which gotcha. is about the only thing I could think of. But like I say, I'm retooling that so it, and trying to personalize it um, using Gravity View. Nice. Um, gra- yeah. So do something like that. Yeah. Gravity View, that's uh, Zach Katz. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Right. And I've just become friends with Zach. And cool. uh, yeah, so he and I are, are in touch. Nice. They, uh, full disclosure, Gravity View uh, sponsored an episode. Uh, gosh, I think that's right. Um, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, yeah, cool. Gravity View sponsored this show previously. So full disclosure on that. And of course, thanks to them Very for their cool. support. Yeah. Great. Um, awesome. So, uh, so this is so. Can I so, just say one thing for, about Gravity View? It's, can I say one thing yeah, about yeah. it real quick? Yeah, yeah. For those of you out there who might be using Gravity Forms, I always look at Gravity View as the plugin that finishes what Gravity Forms starts. I mean, that's a pretty good way to start because you know you can't display entries very well, right? Right. On the fr- on the public's on the you know on the front end of your site, but with Gravity View, that's exactly what you can do. It makes it possible to display entries in the way you want on your site. So. Great. That's yeah. That's fantastic. So this, it sounds like you have a. I mean, you say band aids, but this is a pretty interesting setup here. You have <laughs> um, people well, are signing up. Band-Aids. It gets connected to right to Mailchimp. You're running your right. courses through LearnDash. Right. You're using restricted content. I think right. now. So I so I haven't explored the latest version of LearnDash yet, but I think their um, groups have turned more to memberships. Right. So uh, now, if people sign up, you can enroll them. 
in certain courses automatically. So you might not even need restricted content anymore, but um, yeah, that's like, that's something I'm considering, right? Cause I'm using WooCommerce subscriptions and WooCommerce memberships uh, right. and uh, they are great, great plugins. And just my like annual renewals pay for them. So it's, it's not sure. like I don't see the value, but right. if I can lighten the load and I do have a custom function that essentially says, when somebody purchases a membership, add them to a Learn Dash group. I had to write that code. If I don't have to write and maintain that code anymore, that's that would be really fantastic. Hmm. So. Well, yeah, I'm still, uh, you know, I, I know what I want to do, and you know, I just don't really think that the course, the paid course that I'm working on, is really going to bring in a lot of money. But it'll bring in some, and it'll just develop. It'll get it will get me away from the fact that. You know, everything is free. Now, that's all, that's another issue because once people start thinking that everything is free, you know this drill, I'm sure, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a, there's a large percentage of those people will never buy a thing from you. But right. that's the way it works, okay? Yeah. We just have to live with that model. You just have to focus on the people who will pay for what you do. And that's it. This episode is brought to you by iThemes. Did you know that 60% of website breaches occur because a vulnerability could have been patched but wasn't? That means having software with known vulnerabilities installed on your site gives hackers the blueprint they need to take over your site. Every day, it gets harder and harder to keep track of every disclosed WordPress vulnerability. You have to compare that list to your plugins and themes by version and make sure you're constantly updating. To solve this problem, the iThemes Security Pro plugin created a better way to protect your sites against software vulnerabilities, the number one culprit of WordPress sites. The new improved WordPress security site scan powered by iThemes performs automatic checks for known website vulnerabilities and automatically applies available fixes so you don't have to. Whew, that's some peace of mind. And I could speak personally to this because as somebody who has repaired hacked websites, I know that it could be costly and dangerous to lose information, especially when it's personally identifiable. So iTheme Security Pro also includes a ton of other features to help you keep the bad guys out. Brute force protection, two-factor authentication, passwordless logins, and compromised password protection. Plus a whole lot more to keep you safe. If you want to start securing your sites today, head over to howibuilt.it slash iThemes to get the best WordPress security plugin to secure and protect WordPress. iThemes is giving How I Built It listeners a 20% discount by using the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout. Again, that's HowIBuilt.it slash iThemes. That's HowIBuilt.it slash I-T-H-E-M-E-S. And use the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout for 20% off. And now, back to the show. I've talked about this with a few of my friends and, and other people in the WordPress space, but it I feel like in open source communities, you feel it a bit more, right? So like WordPress... Android, people want everything for free. And mm. unfortunately, you know, that it just can't work that way because you and I are 
doing our best to make a living, put out our best work, and we should be compensated for that, right? I I would say to anybody who doesn't want to pay for stuff, do you expect to show up at your day job for free because the company doesn't want to pay you for the work you're doing? Well, you know, I but I'm also in the of the mindset like with the people who get things for free. If I get something for free, I want more stuff for free. I mean, I I I, I get it. I get exactly the way they think because I think the way they do. <laughs> well, at least I, you know. I, but I also I'm also the kind of person that supports plugin developers. Yeah. Will buy the pro version. You know. I'll do all that kind of stuff because I'm a huge, I'd like to think I'm a huge supporter of, of primarily uh, plugin developers because without them, how am I going to do any of this stuff? I can't. So I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm, I, you know, I am more than willing to pay for an app or a plugin or a service to make sure that it sticks around. You know, I do these app sumo lifetime deals from time to time. Uh-huh. And I, I always, I'm like, well, I'm rolling the dice here because I'm paying 60 bucks for a lifetime for a plugin. You know, there's no way that they can support me over five years. So I hope I'm funding their development enough that they could build a good business off of it. But I also know that they might be gone in a year and that's the risk yeah. I take. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I um, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I still also teach live online and and that is not free, okay? Mm. That you have to pay for. But I do that through third-party services, educational services that, you know, teach businesses and organizations and whatnot. So I do, I still do. And people say, well, what's, if you have all these videos that are free, why do I need to take your class live? And the reason is because my live stuff is better <laughs> because my yeah. live stuff is more up-to-date. The stuff that's recorded is, you know, older, and it's that's the way it's always going to be. So yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? Somebody said that to me too. Like, why would I buy your course when it's all free on YouTube? And I'm like, well, if you don't see the value of taking a course that I put together in a way that will help you learn and stick the landing for your podcast, where you get access to me, you're not my customer. Keep scouring yeah. YouTube and wasting your time and spinning your wheels. And and I'll cater to the people who see the value in my work. And let me just say, I'm, I'm, Joe, not that you need a plug from me, okay? But I'm going to give it right now, which is <laughs> Joe is such a you're such a fabulous teacher. You know how much I've learned from you, and all the material that you have pre- predominantly or pre- that I've seen on LinkedIn Learning. Um, that it's it's just a fool's errand to go looking for the stuff on YouTube that Joe does on LinkedIn Learning. It's you know, because it's there's a huge difference <laughs> between <laughs> that and listening to somebody who takes you step by step, like through a process of learning about custom post types right. or PHP and WordPress and things like that. It's just worth it. Yeah. It's just not. It's a waste of time to like scour YouTube for all this. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it does to a point, but it really does. Right. And and thank you very much for those kind words. You know, and and, yeah. and if we're talking content strategy here, I do put a lot of free stuff on YouTube. But you know what? Like, uh, first of all, I shoot the video, I edit it, and I upload it. Nobody else looks at it before I upload it. And if you comment on a YouTube video, I'll do my best to respond eventually. Um, right. <laughs> but like, I might not be able to answer your question. Nobody has vetted my knowledge. Uh, like, you know, there's uh, my most popular video on YouTube right now is how to set up my Sony A6400 camera as a webcam. 
And I did it. I followed the steps. I watched other YouTube videos and I feel like those YouTube videos left stuff out. So I made a video and people were like, what about this? I'm like, I don't know. I just right. did what I did with my camera, right? If you want, there's, there are digital photography courses that you can and should pay for that'll, that'll tell you everything. On LinkedIn Learning, I, rec- I write the scripts. My producer reviews the scripts. I record the videos. My producer reviews the videos. Yeah. The editing team edits the videos. And then the course is beta tested. So if something's confusing, uh, then the beta tester comes back to me and my producer and says, can you clarify this? This seems to be missing. Uh, so, I mean, the, the quality control is much higher for courses like that versus just finding someone off YouTube videos. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I don't have anybody, I don't have a staff to, you know, I don't have beta testing. Yeah, I, don't I mean, have, my, and my email, personal sites too, right? Like, I mean, my creator courses, I don't have a staff. I have, a, right. I do hire an editor, but um, right. I have friends and, and maybe some of my members test the course if they want, but they're not obligated to do that. And you, and everything you do, not for LinkedIn learning, but just out of curiosity yeah. that your, your personal, do you always read from a script? No, uh, very rarely do I read from a script. Um, can I can, yeah. can I just say something really quick? I was very uh, self conscious of this, um, and I asked a whole bunch of people before I started ever going into recording videos. I can't use a script because I'm visually impaired and I can't read the words. So I said to I asked a whole bunch of people, "Is it okay if I just do this live?" And everybody said, "Of course." And I realized when I do it in class, I'm not reading a yeah. script. I know it's a different experience, and it turns out a lot of people tell me they love the fact that I'm just talking natural and not reading from a script and because I know the material so well, it's it's fine. It really yeah. it, and it comes out good. So Absolutely. And you know, there are various schools of thought on that. I don't read from mm-hmm. a script because I, like you, I'm teaching stuff I know really well and mm-hmm. I will edit if I need to, if it's not live. But, um, you know, our friend Sean Hesketh at, at WP101, I know yeah. his process very well because I've made videos for him too. And uh-huh. with those, um, we, you know, he reads from a script. I read from a script. His videos right. are very smooth and very choreographed. Right. And that's why, you know, he's the leader in WordPress education. Um, But I think that for him, they absolutely need to be that way, right? Because he's talking to basically people who have never seen WordPress before or who who at least don't know it well at all. So Sean wants to make sure he hits all the points. He very clearly demonstrates how to do things. For my programming videos, I can assume I'm talking to a, a slightly savvier audience and I don't need it to be as choreo. I'm not going to say as polished because my videos are polished, but as choreographed necessarily. Right. Yeah. So, and, and to that, I'm sorry, to that point, I'm like talking, you're the guest. Um, but to that point I do, (laughs) I do script out my videos. I just don't read from them verbatim. Right. And I sometimes, obviously I make notes and I know what I'm going to do before I do the video. But I don't read a script when I'm doing them. Yeah. And a lot of people say it's just I have more of like a folksy, slower, <laughs> and they like yeah. it, you know, sort of instead of if it's very fast, you know, they have to right, play it over right. and over again. In my case, because I go a little bit slower and my audience is a little older too, then they don't have a problem with it. So yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. uh, well, this has been great. We're, we're coming up on time, but I do want to uh, ask you uh, two more questions. Uh, the first is, if somebody is sitting here today thinking, 
gee, I want to grow my email list to over a thousand subscribers. Uh, how do I do that? Where do you recommend they start? I hope it's more than a thousand a year. I'm personally working on, yeah. you know, yeah. getting more than, yeah. you know, two or three a day. But that's a whole other conversation, yeah. obviously. Uh, here is the trade secret. Is that the right time to bring this yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, yeah. And, and I've sort of alluded to it already. Yeah. In order for you to get a user to surrender their email address, you must be willing to create create content that the user would otherwise have to pay for. That is the trick, okay? Yeah, that's essentially what I learned is that your content has to be so good, it has to compete with paid content. And that's when they'll do it, all right? That's the best I can say. I mean, I just look at like what competition is doing and how good it is and polished and all that other stuff and say, okay, I have to give it my best shot. You know, these guys are getting paid for it. I don't, that's not my model, okay? But it has to be, I just realized they, it has to be so good. Of course, I'm going to give you my email address. I, I don't have to pay for this. So yeah. that is sort of, if, if there is a trade secret that I've learned, it is, you know, when I talk to businesses about setting up, you know, because everybody says, well, I want to have a subscription. I want to have an email list. They say, whoa, stop right there. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up that's value of value to you? Mm-hmm. You're going to really have to basically rethink your business now because they're going to because now you're going to give away for free what you used to pay what you used to charge for. That's serious that's a serious discussion. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's like rearranging everything, okay? Yeah, and yeah. that's really what it takes. That's what it's going to take. Absolutely. And and I I love that. You must be willing to create content the user would otherwise pay for. I think mm-hmm. a good analogy here is probably uh, the free lunch at WordCamps, right? You pay 20 yeah. bucks and everybody, <laughs> right. and then you say, oh, lunch is included. So it's technically free, right? Because you're paying to attend the conference and create content. But if lunch right. is bad, you'll hear about it or people won't, yeah. people will end up paying for lunch anyway. So yeah. um, you know that. I mean, you organize you know, you were a WordCamp New yeah. York City organizer, and um, you, I, you know, I, your lunch was great. It was, it was very fancy lunch, well, by the way, last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it better be considering what we pay for that. Yeah, place. right, right, Madon. Uh, <laughs> but and and you know, we were really cognizant of that too uh, at WordCamp Philly, and we wanted to make sure that we were doing right by. Right. Um, and and it was good. Yeah. So uh, so absolutely, I think that's that's great. But thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for your time. Where can people find you? Well, uh, joyofwp.com, easy enough to remember. Don't say joy of WordPress, okay? That's where people get a little messed up. Joyofwp.com. No copyright violations here. (laughs) No, I skirted away from all that. And or bud at joyofwp.com. Bud at joyofwp.com. All right. I will link to both of those as well as everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. Bud, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Joe, thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much to Bud for joining us today. I love how focused and clear his story was. He provided all of the tools that he recommends and uses. And his trade secret, you must be willing to create content that the user would otherwise pay for. I think that's so important. You can't just repurpose free content and try to package it up. You need to add value for your users. 
Thanks to this week's sponsors, Yes Please Coffee, Text Expander, and iThemes. You can find all of the show notes and learn more about them over at howibuilt.it slash 190. And if you want to get episodes delivered directly to your inbox, along with content, tools, recommendations, be sure to sign up for the Build Something Weekly newsletter. You can do that over at howibuilt.it slash 190 as well. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.